Morning, everybody. Happy three more Mondays till Christmas and welcome to the News Agenda with me, Fleet Street Fox. And today I'm joined by the Mirror Editor, Alison Phillips. Good morning, Alison. Good morning, Susie. I can't believe that. Three more Mondays till Christmas. Only three more Mondays till Christmas. The fourth one is Boxing Day. So, yeah, hurry up, everybody. Um, now, this is the People's Pay-Per-View, so get into the comments, ask us your questions. Those of you listening later on podcast will just have to go, zoinks, how long? And rush out to buy some presents. Um, so what have we got for you today? Well, the mirror has splashed on the fact that now Matt Hancock has lost in the I'm a Celebrity Jungle. Local Tories in his West Suffolk constituency would also like him to lose his job as their MP. Now, arguably, he was the most brazen campmate since Katie Price, perhaps more brazen, and therefore able to face the challenges without a moment's self-doubt or squealing. Now, the former health secretary did make it as far as the final three. He was beaten by the pretty bloke of Hollyoaks and the lioness. But then it must be said, Alison, the jungle spiders and cockroaches weren't up for the vote, were they? So we don't know how he'd have compared against them, do we? No, that's very true. I mean, it does seem quite interesting how he did get to the third. I was sitting there watching it last night, thinking, how on earth has this come about? But it's, it seems quite interesting. Apparently, there was a big TikTok campaign. Um, so lots of young people were voting. Um, in, in that, So even my 13-year-old um, son had said to me about two weeks ago, oh, um, Matt Hancock's really nice, isn't he? And I couldn't quite understand what this line of thinking was coming from and then I realized it was TikTok and obviously got inside his head ah, so yeah, yeah he's got a few memes going and suddenly starts being a bit more appears yeah. in our social media and then there's more... also a funny moment where um he'd hung his t-shirt up um as if to dry but it was the bit where it had telephone number on on which people can vote through and then Mike Tyndall went and covered it up so clearly a politician to his very core he took every opportunity to get extra votes. <laughs> Please vote for me. Please vote for me. Yes. Um, now, what did you think of Matt Hancock, everybody? Did you watch the show? Did you steer clear of it on principle? Um, there he is being incredibly creepy and weird with a lady who is very shortly going to start realising he's there and move away from him and put a handbag in between her and him. There you go. Um, we've had that clip on the show a few times it's before. So Freaky and odd, uh, which Matt Hancock arguably is a bit, as are most politicians. But it's it's quite amazing, really, that someone who was broadly, I suppose it's fair to say, quite loathed at the start of all this, he managed to get to the final. But perhaps the fact that he did that was because he hogged all the screen time. He just kind of sucked it all up, didn't he, with the with the trials and everything else. Yes, and, so I, and I suppose he did do a lot. He did do a lot of trials, and actually, looking at him in isolation, in the jungle, he was kind of okay. He was sort of a team player. He was a little bit kind of geeky and embarrassing, like in that clip you had of him with the woman, but sort of slightly more, what's, how do you, sort of almost like a bit of a kind of a, a joke character rather than anybody who was like seriously awful and nasty. Mm. And um, I think possibly seen in isolation, um, it was probably okay. It's when you see him in the full context of, of what he did perhaps during COVID that it it's a slightly fuller picture. Yeah, maybe that's just, you know, being an okay sort of a bloke but a bit nerdy is maybe not the best person to run the health service. So I have to say, and, you know, obviously this is his personal life, but I did also think when he came out and then hugged his uh, girlfriend, um, 
I mean, that, yeah, obviously, great moment of reconciliation for uh, for them. But I couldn't help but think of they've got. I think between them, is it four, five, six children between them on the other side of the world? I wonder what they were thinking if they were watching those uh, pictures of their parents with somebody who's not their other parent who'd, yeah. who'd done all this. But that's maybe a bit too censorious of me. But it, without doubt, was the first thing I thought when I was flaunting their relationship on national television. Yeah, they arguably won't probably have had enough time to get things <clears throat> sorted out yet to be a blended family, I think is the yes. phrase. So um, it's probably a bit uh, rough and ready for them, I should have thought. Um, but yeah, he, he keeps... And Mike Holden agrees with me. Imagine I just thought, I mean, of course relationships go wrong and of course people, people start up new relationships, but do you need to flaunt it in that way in front of those that are hurting as a result of it? Yeah, if you've got a bit of, of self-awareness, perhaps you would mm. say, I'll see you at the hotel afterwards. Yes. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, he did want to say that he wanted to go in there and show how human he was. Sue says, sack him now. He should have been working. But he also went in there to show how, how not being an MP he was. Of course, that happened. Jean Ann says, it's private life is his own is fair. I or you wouldn't like people interfering in our business. He was great in get me out of here. Some people did warm to him during there. But Alison, call me a cynic if you like. Do you think he was the most bothered about being made to look like he has thoughts and feelings because that will help him as a politician or because it would help him when he's accused of seeding care homes with a deadly virus at the public inquiry that is living on the horizon. Um, well, I mean, that's a really interesting point. And I, I can see that maybe you're thinking that perhaps he uh, wants to look good when it gets public inquiry. However, part of me almost thinks, does he actually care about any of that stuff? Does it just sort of all the stuff that's a little bit uh, awkward just washes right over his head? And he's just thinking about, you know, am I, am I going to be, can I find a job as a, a celebrity? I mean, obviously, he's going to have some really, really difficult questions to answer when it does come to public inquiry. And you would like to think that anybody with a, a, a moral compass would be terrified about those. Um, but, uh, but actually, does he consider that? But I think it's quite interesting, a lot of comments coming through at people who did quite like him. And I think that's absolutely fine because he came across as quite a likeable person. Yeah. But, but the point it's is, true. when he's in the role as health secretary, it didn't really matter with his, and it shouldn't really matter with his likeable person. It should matter about whether he's competent, whether he took the right decisions that kept people alive. And yeah. that's where he's been able to fudge it. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I, I've watched a few of the early ones that I did find impressive, actually, was that when or I kind of understood why he was doing it, was that he went into those trials, you know, burying himself in a hole in the ground and lying there with snakes and everything else. Sean Walsh was screaming like an idiot. Yeah. He just went straight through and no bother. Yeah. That's because he lacks any self-doubt. He doesn't have fear. He just goes, yeah, no. fine, no bother. And that's how he dealt. That was the problem with the pandemic. That was how he dealt with everything. And it's Kind of I mean, that was to be unkind as well. I mean, he's sort of quite, um, he's a little bit Tim Nice but did, isn't he? Do you remember the Far Show sketch? In that he's he doesn't seem to be troubled by much sort of like sort of over analysis of any situation. He's just sort of quite a nice, likeable kind of guy, but oh, which is fine, but not in a position of power. No, exactly. Don't, why would yeah. you do we all know someone who's a nice, likeable guy in the pub, yes. but maybe a bit odd. 
but yes. you wouldn't necessarily put them in charge of the country. Now, uh, KL says, if you're an MP and Parliament is sitting and you're getting paid for it, it's your job to represent your constituents in that hour of need. And constituents have never needed as much help as they do now due to 12 years of the incompetence, which Matt Hancock was complicit in. This man shouldn't have been anywhere near this show and he certainly shouldn't be allowed to continue in his job. He's calculated and he knew exactly what he was doing, as did his PR team. The whole saga was a slap in the face and then some more, which we can't include on the quote. But this is the thing. He's got a PR team, Alison, and he doesn't have a government department anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. I mean, regardless of whether he's a nice guy or some people think he's a nice guy, some people don't think he's a nice guy. I mean, that's fine, you know, and he's probably like human, like he says. But the point is he was getting paid all this time to be doing a job that's like you or me or anybody else who's watching today who's got a job just saying uh right yeah i'm just going on not this isn't my annual leave because i already have my annual leave because they've already had their summer holidays and their recesses and the rest of it this is during work time um i will be going off for three weeks and don't worry though i'm all on top of my constituency work which clearly he wasn't because he was out of contact with the rest of the country so that's just a basic bit of not doing your job properly so yeah um, i'd love to i'd love to see what would happen Alison, if you decided you wanted to go into a reality show for three weeks and just said right i'm off now bye and you <laughs> didn't even say goodbye it's appeared in the jungle on the telly one day the bosses at, at reach would go yeah, I'd be, i would be out of the job i would you know I, I would be out of the job because you just can't do that and i know there have been other um industries where people have been out of the job as well as going on something like that and then um and not sort of staying in advance that's what they were doing so um and it's also there's something sort of peculiar about politics where they kind of think that's okay, whereas the mm. rest of us not only would we be in real trouble if we did it, we wouldn't even consider doing it in the first place because no. because we know we'd be in trouble. Exactly, warehouse workers, shop workers, waitresses. Yeah. yeah, they clearly yeah. don't regard what they do as something that has to be played by the rules, mm. which is strange, isn't it? Exactly. Now, get into the comments. What do you think about Matt Hancock? Do you think what he did was reasonable? Do you think it was a fair enough and a good thing to have done? Did you warm to him? Did you hate him more by the end of it? Let us know. Michelle says Nadine Dorries did TV reality show. She did the same programme and she didn't get this amount of hostility. She totally did. But I still can't stand what he stands for and never trust a Tory. Um, there was one we just had which was taken down from Jill. Can we have if the chap... Bed, yeah, the Jill one was quite interesting. In that, was interesting. Let's have Jill's comment. He, he, was, Jill. he was reading off a script. He never made the rules. But the point is, unfortunately, he did make the rules. He literally he signed. He signed the secondary legislation, Jill, which created. But, the and, and, I don't think, and no one's saying that those rules were easy to make. They're incredibly, incredibly difficult to make at a time of incredible um, pressure. Um, but. I think we already know from what has come out during that period that huge mistakes were made. Um, and I don't even know whether you can call them mistakes in some ways, because I think they knew what they were doing was dangerous and going to put lives at risk, but they chose to go with it anyway. Um, and I mean, that's come out from people that were in the room at the time. Um, and I think we're going to see so much of that when it gets to the COVID inquiry that people are going to be quite, quite shocked. Yeah, well, we'll have to see, won't we? What do you think is going to come out of the COVID inquiry, everybody? Get into the comments. Do, where do you think Matt Hancock can go from here? Mike says, the masked singer surely beckons. I can't see Strictly taking him. It would ruin their show. I don't want to see him doing Ed Balls on Strictly. Thank you very much. But 
going on I'm a Celebrity might certainly might help his future career and earning prospects if he does lose out in politics. And there were reports that his girlfriend has been holding talks with people about exactly that sort of thing while he was in the jungle, though it's been denied by Hancock's spokesman. But here he is, just a normal backbencher with zero staff, but apparently his own spokesman. And this time he doesn't have a government department to defend, uh, just his own terribly bad choices. So he really is a celebrity now, which he wasn't probably when he went in the jungle, but he's come out exactly what it said on the side of the tin. But fame is a very fickle game, Alison. Do you think he has what it takes to play that that game well? Um, well, I just think it's, even if, even if supposing he did, it's a really hard thing to sustain if you make your money out of reality TV because there's a sort of a relatively small number of shows that you can go on. Um, he's now done on his celebrity. He's going into SAS Who Dares Wins or something, which has already been filmed. Um, so that was filmed, I think, during the Tory party conference and goes on TV in the new year. Um, and, I mean, how many more of these shows can you do, each with sort of diminishing returns, each with a smaller paycheck, um, each with a sort of slightly greater dent to your credibility? And where does it all end? If I was advising, <laughs> because after you've done all this, you can't then sort of recreate yourself as some great sort of intellect who's going to write books on, you know, how to manage a pandemic or how to do. You, you've busted your flush by that point. And, and where does that where does that take you? Um, and I think he's put taking himself down a very narrow route. Because with it, every time he does another one of these things, he's cutting off his options to be regarded as a credible person. Um, I'll be intrigued to see where he is in 10 years' time. Yeah, maybe writing romantic fiction like Nadine Dorries, or perhaps like Katie Price and Kerry Katona on mm. OnlyFans, which is does seem to be where the ever decreasing what a horrible yes. although you know it currently pays quite well, so you know, there's that option. <laughs> if you if you start selling yourself eventually you end yeah, up Yeah, that is the problem. Where if you haven't got a if you haven't got a line, if you haven't got a moral line, then then it's only ever going to collapse. Yeah, it's going to go a bit hairy, isn't it? Now, Christine says, what about his famous dyslexia charity that never got a mention? Well, Christine, it got three mentions. Uh, one of them in his exit interview, but only two during the show. And one of his uh, much vaunted reasons for going on I'm a Celebrity was to raise awareness about dyslexia, which he suffers from. But he only mentioned it these two times. And one of those times is when he was asked to um, do some anagrams. And he said we couldn't because the letters are already mixed up in his head because of the dyslexia. Now, I'm not sure we didn't already know that about dyslexia. I don't think that raised much awareness at all. Um, but he made no mentions whatsoever about a dyslexia bill he's going to be presenting to Parliament and trying to pass into legislation in the next few weeks. But of course now, Alison, without the Tory whip to help him actually get that through, he's not in the, the party machine now. So he's really going to struggle to pass that legislation. Is it the case then that having gone into the jungle to raise awareness about dyslexia, he might actually have just kneecapped his own bill about making life better for dyslexics. Well, that's the concern. And also the way that um, politics works, it's about having influence and it's about being able to persuade people and it's about being able to encourage people. And within Parliament, you know, to, to, to be able to do that, you've got to have credibility and you've got to have, um, well, access to power. <laughs> 
And all he's done is he's had the whip removed from him. So it's his own party that have said, we no longer want you to be one of us. So, so yes, he might be able to put lay down some paperwork, say, look, I did this, just to say that he did it. But is it actually going to change anything? I think there's a risk that it that it may not. Which you know, it would be an amazing thing to to great um, to help things for people with dyslexia. Um, you know, it's something that affects so many people in this country. Um, but I do worry that maybe it's it's like you say, he might have diminished that attempt rather than encouraged it. Yeah, it's not really been beneficial in the long run, I suspect. Well, we'll move on to something else now. But Tony says, done better than your socialist lovies. And I'd imagine he's not bothered in the slightest about his job now. He's made his mark and done exactly what he set out to do. He's been different. Um, I'm not sure which socialist lovies you're talking about, Tony. Uh, I, I think there were a couple of socialist lovies in there who probably did a bit better than him because they won. Um, and Jill Scott apparently is set to make millions. I'm not sure that he's going to make quite the same. Um, unless OnlyFans has changed somewhat since I last had to look at it for work reasons. Um, now, we need to move on to something else, and let's all try and forget about Matt Hancock and OnlyFans, now I've raised it, uh, but keep asking us your questions. Uh, we need to move on to some other criminals. And on page two, the Mirror is reporting that £6.7 billion worth taxpayer money was lost to fraud and error under Rishi Sunak's COVID schemes. It would have been more than enough, says Labour, to pay the wage bill of every single one of the country's 164,000 police officers with 200 million spare. In other words, it was a busload of money and it was either wasted or stolen on the Tory watch. Now, compare and contrast that to a story on page nine where a pay rise for nurses is called by the Tory transport secretary unaffordable uh, by Mark Harper because, and I quote, there simply isn't the money. Now, Alison, let's put the brass neck of these chances to one side for a moment. Even under Labour, there would have had to have been a COVID scheme, something like Rishi's. There would have been some fraud. There would have been errors. Is this really the totally Tory cock-up that it appears to be, or is it just governments in a panic? Um, well, I mean, I think what happened here is clearly extraordinary that so much public money was absolutely just thrown out there. I was talking to someone the other day who was saying they knew someone who'd got the, um, what they call their bounce-back kitchen, which is their new kitchen they bought, a very nice kitchen they bought, out of the money they effectively fiddled out of the bounce-back loan scheme. So there's been a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people listening here will know people who did very nicely out of it. And yes, obviously we all, we needed that cash injection and we needed that eat out to help out, although maybe we didn't need that precise scheme, but we needed things to put some energy back into the economy when it was really struggling or coming out of lockdown. But in all situations, there has to be those checks and balances put in place that don't need to be particularly cumbersome because there's lots of things that can be done and there are lots of experts out there in the world today that work in banking and in compliance who could have been brought in and put around the table to make sure that those safety nets were in place. Um, to, make, to make sure, because we've already seen that all the terrible things that went on in the, um, uh, the protective uh, equipment uh, contracts, we saw that horrendous story last week about Baroness Moan and the amount of money she filled out the country. Um, it looks like there were a lot of people who deliberately took this country for billions of pounds, billions of pounds at a time when we needed it most to try and get ourselves back on our feet. And those people, A, there should have been more checks and balances in place to get their hands on the, on the money. 
and and B, the idea that we're just saying, oh, oh well, them's them's great, and just letting them letting them walk away with it, and we're not pursuing them with every, every inch of the law. So I can pretty much guarantee if it was like you or I, you know, we've done something like speeding or whatever, they'd have been all over us. The very idea that all this money is just like been allowed to walk out the door and no one's even trying to pursue it actively seems extraordinary. It does so, seem bizarre. I can I can remember when the schemes were set up that there were people warning at the time that they weren't tight enough to be properly yeah. and chased. Although I did look into trying to see if I could get any kind of bounce back thing for my business and I didn't qualify because I was just too small and unimportant. Yeah. Um, although, of yeah. course... And there was a, that's another really interesting point. There was a lot of self-employed people at that point who really struggled and didn't get any help at all. So it was, you know, really difficult. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty hairy. Although, obviously, even the money when it goes in fraud and error, so they, if you get spent in the economy, someone benefits. The kitchen fitters obviously did well uh, in some places. Now, Dave says, uh, where's the money coming from? Or Dave and Janine, sorry. Where the money coming from to pay for nurses, etc.? Because I ain't paying no more tax. We're all going through this, but we all can't get a pay rise. No, lots of people are trying to. Um, and it's worth pointing out that when the public sector gets a pay rise, usually that's followed by one in the private sector, too. They're kind of they do go together. So when the nurses go out and strike, it does actually, if they get a higher pay rise, make some difference elsewhere in the economy. So it does kind of benefit everybody to some extent. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a really, really difficult few months. I mean, we've got uh, rail workers, um, civil servants, health workers, not just nurses now, it's across the health service voting on it. There's, there's all sorts of industries where people are really struggling and, I mean, there's, there's no doubt that if we could find a situation whereby there was there was less inequality in society, so everyone who who felt that they were really under the under the cosh could benefit more rather than just the, the fewer and fewer people that we see at the top of the tree, um, that that would lead to less of this sort of pitting against each other. So well, they can't have it because I'm not getting it, which is a completely natural reaction because everyone's really feeling the squeeze, and we need to kind of really change that. So everyone feels that there's benefits more people. yeah it's that would be nice wouldn't it? <clears throat> um bear in mind everybody those of you who are commenting if there are sweary comments we're not allowed to put them up so um if you wish to make some swears and we all feel like that sometimes i know exactly how you feel please use uh the autocorrect version right so then we can all know what it is you're ducking well talking about um or use some asterisks or something and we can put your comments up but if you're too sweary i'm afraid they have to get edited out um so bear that in mind for next time but first thank you for that alison uh first off we do before we finish uh get into the comments ask us your questions how do you feel about matt hancock being an i'm a celebrity do you think he's got a political future nadine dory's had one um do you think he's set for Strictly Come Dancing or whatever the hell comes next? Big Brother's stop now. There's got to be something else he can do. Um, uh, and what do you think about the uh, pay rises? Are they unaffordable? Was Is it a Tory problem that they lost all that money during COVID? Let us know. But first off, there is some good news in the world. Uh, and this is really good. I'm very happy about it. Here it is. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but in this house, we've started on the mince pies and sausage rolls, which means that I've started undoing the top button on my jeans whenever I sit down. But science always comes up with something just when you need it. And here's a story saying that they have found that people eat according to the weight of food rather than the calorie content of it. So if you eat a lot of low calorie stuff, 
like potatoes, they say here, you will lose weight. Hurrah! Alison, does this mean mashed potatoes, roast potatoes, gratin potatoes, potatoes dauphinoise, all the way this festive season and we will all get thinner? Please say yes. Oh, that is fantastic, isn't it? Also, that just does actually confirm everything I'd always thought and that you kind of eat and then when you feel full, you sort of stop eating. So you can fill yourself up potatoes. That's just fine, wouldn't it? It'd be lovely. Yeah. The problem, I think, is there's twofold. First off, it's if you just ate a raw potato, you'll be fine, or a boiled potato, and recover it in butter or cheese or roast mm. it in goose fat. Yes. Other mm. other issues, perhaps. Um, and also, this is from a university in Louisiana, where, of course, they're all Food so, yes. Yes. Well, it that does. is great news in the run up to Christmas, isn't it? When everyone's sort of starting to get the matchmakers out, the quality street are in the tin, ready to go. It's, yeah. it's pastry for me. You have to find a way to make pastry not have lard in it. And I don't like it if it hasn't yeah, got it lard. It wouldn't taste so nice, would it? It really wouldn't no. be the same. It so maybe be. it's all things in moderation. It's maybe five roast potatoes rather than eight roast potatoes. Is that the answer, Susie? Maybe, but I can't stop at five sausage rolls. <laughs> I just, I eat until there are no more sausage rolls. There's just one big sausage roll called Susie. Yeah. But that's so. fine. Then it's January again. And we can <laughs> yeah. Yes, we just, we'll, we'll find some way through it next year. That's what I say every year. Uh, Bernard says, why does the mirror attract Tory trolls? We just do. I'm sure the mail <laughs> socialist trolls uh, and the Times as well. People like a bit of opposition, a bit of argy-bargy. We don't mind, do we, Alison? No, not at all. Not at all. It's fine. No, it's good to have an opinion. No, exactly. <laughs> and if, if Tory trolls are coming along and hearing about what uh, the Mirror's got in the paper, then as far as I'm concerned, we are educating the Tory trolls and therefore we are performing a public service and everyone is a little bit better and richer for it, hopefully. And, of course, now we all know we can eat roast potatoes to feel better. So... There we are. Um, thank you, Alison, for taking us through all that. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and for all your comments. Uh, thank you, Matt Hancock, for giving us things to yeah. wonder about um, and to have nightmares about this evening. Um, we'll see you all again on Wednesday, everybody, for another edition of the News Agenda. If you're listening on podcast, please leave us a review. Until then, tatty bye. Bye.